0: Wow. You want some breaking news? You got it. The Pittsburgh Steelers add Brian Flores, former Miami Dolphins head coach, who is now suing the National Football League, claiming systemic racism after being surprisingly fired despite success based on his situation in Miami. Nonetheless, he's currently looking for a job and his search is over as the Pittsburgh Steelers bring him in as a defensive assistant. He joins Mike Tomlin's staff. Obviously that means he is not currently going to be a head coach in the national football league, which is what he just was feels. He still deserves to be. I feel he still deserves to be and likely will be again in the NFL. If this goes well, well, give or take the lawsuit is if he didn't get back in the NFL and had to sit out the whole year, it certainly could have been a situation where that would have been harder Mike Tomlin has the confidence, the Steelers have the confidence, they have an African-American head coach, a future Hall of Fame African-American head coach in Mike Tomlin, and they now bring Brian Flores along. I'm Mike Osti, of course, and this is a Steelers live chat. This is an impromptu breaking news edition. Haven't done one of these in a while, actually. We've done a lot of shows, of course, many of them Steelers related, but this is a legit Steelers live chat, so it is me to you. I'm going to be talking about this. I'm going to be reacting to this. We're not far from the news. So this is still instant reaction as we're learning many of the details. We do have the story, of course, on Steelers Now. We do have tweets from myself and Alan Saunders, of course, and many others. We do have a lot of reaction that's going to also appear at Steelers Now here and maybe other shows about this here on Pittsburgh Sports Live. But I wanted to touch on this, see what you guys were saying, and see if we could stir up a conversation here on what was a slow, slow news day here, a slow Saturday in the Pittsburgh sports market and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they make their presence felt despite being the off season. Again, you're just tuning in. They add Brian Flores to the staff, the former Miami Dolphins head coach, back-to-back winning season. The first time in a long time, anyone did that with the Dolphins. Prior to that, they were five and 11, but he had to build up to where he was the last couple of years. So again, back-to-back winning seasons with Miami Fell out of favor with ownership. Issues there with executives. Fired. Not off the body of work, of course, off success on the field. No, they weren't going on any playoff runs, but he certainly wasn't handed a great roster. Two has been up and down. Well, Fitzpatrick drama that was there for a while. And still, back-to-back winning seasons, but gone From that position, we know what he was then saying after being fired, claiming systemic racism, claiming that African-Americans don't get as long of an opportunity, don't get a rope like many others would, like a white head coach would. That if he has success and has let go, a white coach would have been given a longer period of time, for example, that he goes on sham interviews. He's been on sham interviews that African-Americans off the Rooney rule that was, of course, created by the Rooney family, the ownership of the Pittsburgh Steelers now by our Rooney the second does some nice things, but also allows teams to basically just fulfill the requirement out of nowhere that they can basically just say, okay, we're going to do this interview even though we already know where we're going to hire. He accused John Elway a couple years ago before taking the dolphins job of not having showered, feeling like he was drunk, completely disheveled, and just basically doing a sham interview when he already had a decision made. John Elway, of course, disputes that, claims they had a, a period of time to do the interview. He didn't have time to really, I guess, <laughs> look more presentable. It was an NFL rule that he had to do it in that period of time. He also was fulfilling when Brian Flores was available, and he squeezed it into his schedule. He felt like he gave him the same as he would everybody else, despite all of that. Then we see the text messages There may be even more damning in a way with Bill Belichick, his former boss with New England, because remember Brian Flores if you're just learning him as a fire Miami Dolphins head coach now suing the NFL and now with the Steelers. Prior to that, he was with the New England Patriots as an assistant for about a decade, was on four championship teams during his time, including a promotion on their last one that went over the Rams. So he was much more involved for that one than the others, but worked his way up there with the patriots and bill belichick so he certainly knows bill well they were texting back and forth bill thought it was another brian that he was speaking to should have had a last name there on his phone there thought it was brian Debu, who certainly is a qualified guy as well but many feel like legitimately could have got that job saying basically you're locked in brian flores says i haven't interviewed yet bill and that looks really, really bad. But of course, the Giants can say that Bill Belichick hasn't been with them as an employee in incapacity for well over two decades to three decades. So, yeah, he was on a staff with Bill Parcells that won championships and certainly knows the NFL and has tapped in, but he doesn't really know who we're going to hire. So it's hard to believe that Ryan Forrest would win the, the, this lawsuit. It'd be very hard to prove any of this, even though I do believe there's systemic racism as well as in the world and as well as in other companies and fields but you can't force a team to hire someone, but the Steelers didn't need force. They make the decision and hire Brian Flores to the staff. I do see we have some chat action here. Steelers Nation, Steelers Y360 Nation, telling me this is a good look for the Steelers. Yeah, it's not a bad look at all. Number one, and this fills many requirements, and I do I, I do want some more chat action if I can here. They get some stability They get a veteran, strong defensive mind to the staff. Honestly, he could be the defensive coordinator easily. Uh, You know, that goes to Austin. He already was there, but not there that long. And that was the guy that always seemed to scream to make sense for the Steelers. They were always going to hire him, it appeared, even though others wanted to bring up other names. And I know Steelers fans want that outside hire. This does fulfill that. This is a completely outside hire. There's no other Pittsburgh connection here. He was with a rival a long time. Then with the Dolphins the last couple of years from Brooklyn, the man's not a Pittsburgh guy, but he's just a great coach. So they bring him in. They bring an outside higher end. Fans got to like that. He could easily be the defensive coordinator. He could easily be involved in play calling. But granted, that's still going to be Tomlin, of course. He's been involved. So this might make him very involved, or who knows if they're what they're going to use him as in terms of how involved he'll be. We learn more of that as we go. But having Brian Flores as a veteran coach, a strong defensive mind, a guy that is outside the franchise, all positives. And also, it's a great PR look because the Steelers having an African-American head coach, a championship-level African-American head coach who is going to the Hall of Fame someday, even though fans don't really want to hear that all the time about Tomlin. And yeah, he has his issues, but he's going to Canton someday. And then you bring in Brian Flores. Wow, he's sued the NFL, and after everything he's alleged. And what we kind of know, that's a great look. For the Steelers as well, really. They, they have the security in themselves to say we don't give a damn and we're gonna do this. We do see more Steelers chat action here. Okay, this might be something. Sick of sick of the notion of the Steelers don't make outside hires, that don't make trade, don't sign free agents. This isn't, this isn't your grandfather's steelers. I actually like that you said that, to be honest with you, because that is a false narrative. I, agree. I don't disagree with what you're saying there. Number one, I'm just alluding to the fact that this is great. The Steelers bring in an outside guy because fans can't complain about how it's always inside guys, always promotions, always hired from within. And this is an outside guy with no connection. So it's great. However, you're not wrong. The Steelers have throughout the history brought a lot of outside guys in. If they then promote them later, They're from the outside initially, so is that an outside hire or a promoted hire, of course? And, yes, they sometimes just bring you in outside altogether. I mean, Todd Haley was brought in outside altogether. There might be some type of connection there, but it's not like he was from the Steelers and then promoted it when he came in. And I know fans don't like him, but when he came in as a coordinator, already had a history of success in in the NFL and and of coaching. Mike Tomlin, who I just brought up, wasn't a Steelers-connected guy. His connection to the region here – was Bill Stewart, the former West Virginia Mountaineers head coach, and, and their connection there, and William and Mary, and all that. But in terms of his coaching tree and success, Mike Tomlin was more recently, prior to the Steelers, under Tony Dungy and then under John Gruden on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an assistant defensive coach, mostly under Dungy. And then, of course, that year, under John Gruden when they won a Super Bowl. So Mike Tomlin had won a Super Bowl as an assistant and was in that Tampa Bay Buccaneer staff and coaching tree from dungy to gruden etc so which is i guess odd now an African american hall of famer coming from gruden in a way off of what we later knew about gruden and that's how he was exited from the league but on gruden staff when they won the super bowl after the 2002 season and prior to that came up under tony dungy who yes does have a steel connection but mike tomlin didn't so that's an outside hire right there now, Bill Cower was certainly a Pittsburgh hire, but not a Steelers hire. He's a Crafton boy. Crafton boy lived a dream, but wasn't from the Steelers. Came up under Marty Schottenheimer, for example, and then got the head coach spot with the Steelers. Both of them at the time were assistants who didn't have accomplished NFL head coaching resumes, and they got a marquee job. And again, the Steelers don't fire coaches and have all the success, three Hall of Fame coaches in these many years, uh, so with the Rooney family so that's all outside yeah and in terms of making trades I don't think it's a common thing they do but it's more common recently and you certainly can point to Minka Fitzpatrick who this could really be also an impact with Brian Flores how much will he now get more out of Minka Minka obviously coming from Miami that's familiarity there great for the Steelers a couple years ago all the turnovers last year a little bit less but of course defenses are more keying in on him and the same as the year before. So that could be something to keep an eye on and what this does for Minka, what this does for Devin Bush, who again, was the team trading up in the draft to go get their guy. I don't believe they're going to do that with Pickett, but Hey, that's the reason why maybe they would, because they already did it a couple of years ago. But again, I highly doubt they do it with a quarterback and, to give up a lot more. But, yeah, Minka was a trade. They gave up what was their position of need and it ended up basically being the de facto first-round pick. Certainly worked out. I liked it at the time. Not many did, but that was a risky trade that worked out in kind of a win-now mode. Uh, of course, uh, making a trade with the Jaguars just a year ago, less than a year ago, before last season, maybe early, but they brought in Chobert, linebacker to try to bolster things. The Steelers make trades for, of course, and yeah, they've hired coaches outside. So I do actually agree with that. It is a bit of a false narrative that it's always promoted within that they never go get guys. And it's always inside hires. There have been outside head coaching hires. There've been plenty of them. They're not always inside hires. Yes. They do promote. Yes. They sometimes go cheap. Yes. That's Steelers' way I get all of that, but it is a little bit of a false narrative that's being overblown. You are correct. And yeah, they've made moves. They've made trades. I wouldn't say they're splashing for agency wise all the time, but you know, Joe Hayden was brought in who at the time had a long career as a perennial pro bowler. They do. They, yeah. It's a little bit of a false narrative. You're not wrong. New infusion original thoughts will give the Steelers some wrinkles. They may catch division foes off guard. Thomas Russell uh, talking about Brian Flores coming over to the Steelers and what that can actually impact on the field. And again, You're not wrong. Absolutely. Not only do you again bring in a veteran head coach who's already been a head coach who was an assistant for a very long time prior to that has been around the block and has had success back-to-back winning seasons again with the Dolphins. So wasn't fired for what he did on the field based on that resume. And his body of work, certainly proud of that when New England earned him an opportunity, but he is not a, a Steelers guy. It's going to be a different system. They're still going to have Matt Canada there offensively. Keith Butler no longer there defensively. You have Austin, it's a similar system. Tomlin's calling the plays that'll all be kind of similar. And there'll be some continuity there, System wise, regardless of what the roster shows and obviously questions remain as we're speaking at quarterback and different positions like receiver with Juju etc. But yeah, that's not bad at all this team again they didn't, they didn't they didn't get in the playoffs they didn't go anywhere the year before. Didn't go anywhere, losing right away to the Browns. The year before that, they're missing even with Ben hurt. So it's not like it's a team that everything should just stay status quo and it's all fine. Again, people play, cling to this, and it's true. Three playoff wins in the last decade. They got as many playoff wins in the last decade as 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 the Bengals do, and the Bengals did it in, in, in a month. So I get it absolutely that that's good. So that's a new that's a new infusion, uh, and, and Tom was not going to bring Brian Flores in to never hear from him, man. I'm sure that this is a guy who's been a head coach that won in the NFL, that's been a part of a winning staff with the Patriots, that knows how Bill Belichick did it. This is all going to help them on the field. He's going to be in some of those meetings, of course. And I am sure that Mike Tomlin doesn't do this if he is not willing to hear what Brian Flores has to say, take his input. Now, Mike Tomlin is obviously a guy that is going to do it way where the highway in some respects, as any head coach would in his position. If you're going to go down, you want to go down because of you. He's won a championship. He's been in another one. It's been a long time. I totally get it. But he's still been a successful head coach, no losing seasons. He's not just going to give Brian Flores the keys to the Cadillac here. But, again, Mike Tomlin certainly, I would imagine, is going to hear from Brian Flores. I mean, there's going to be some that maybe want Brian Flores to take over for the man as this season progresses here so yes Thomas Russell you are correct on that again this is an impromptu Steelers chat we'll see how long we go based on what chat action we have here I'm going to give some of my reactionary thoughts as well already done so so feel free to flip back and and, and hear all of those if you uh just now are tuning in but the Steelers do add Brian Flores to the staff that's breaking news for the day that's wild news for the day that's I don't know if it's surprising because knowing the Steelers Tomlin and the Rooney family and that he was dangling out there and it can't be a negative coaching wise if you don't feel like you're going to get a head coach spot. There's not many better situations in terms of staffs that you can learn from, and in terms of comfortability with an ownership and a coach you know are going to be there and will trust in you and won't worry about the lawsuit and have that confidence in themselves to not worry about the lawsuit. Then the Steelers and he's already done the Patriot thing, so and that would be awkward. This obviously with Bill. so I, I get it. So that that's that's a great move for buying fours now. If you can't be a head coach, it's a great move. That brings up a conversation. Is this 100% positive for Brian Flores, or is there a little negative tinge to this? Because this obviously means he wasn't getting a head coaching opportunity or didn't get one that at least he loved. We have seen African Americans, while they're getting less opportunities, we know about sham interviews, and certainly the Rooney ruling requires you to, to interview somebody, doesn't require you to hire somebody, doesn't guarantee they get hired when they're all. In terms of teams, when it's an ownership group that's all white, except for, yeah, there's some min- minority owners there. And Jacksonville is one of them that I'll bring up in a second uh, with, with Khan, not African American, but a minority. You might have some systemic racism, and he does believe it. And, you know, we got a body of work here that it's hard to believe that Brian Floor has earned a firing in Miami. And you, you, when you, you know, read between the lines there, you can't deny that there is systemic racism that does go on. But, again, you can't prove it. It's really hard to prove it. It's not like Donald Sterling type of stuff. where we got a tape. we got an N-word anywhere. This isn't Gruden's type of stuff. And you can't force someone to hire someone. You just cannot. You cannot force a billionaire to say you must hire a minority. It's their team. They're the ones paying. But this means he couldn't be a head coach or he wasn't liking his opportunity. We, we did see Well, I'll get to with the Jaguars, what I was going to mean to get to with the Jaguars. We did see former Steeler Byron Lefwich, former Jacksonville quarterback Brian Leftwich, as well, when he was a starter and a pro bowler, basically, kind of turned down the jack job. I'm not saying it was offered, but right before it was offered to Doug Peterson, who a white head coach who probably shouldn't have been fired either from Philly, the man won them their only franchise Super Bowl championship. And a couple of years later, gone because of a QB decision. You got to give him more time. He was still giving you respectable records there. And again, the championship that he built up to that it hadn't happened before, despite success with Andy Reid, and there was a lull there in between. So did Doug Peterson deserve to be fired by the Eagles? No. Does he deserve to be a head coach in the NFL? hundred percent, for sure. And he got the Jags job. Trevor Lawrence, a great hire by Jacksonville. But before they made that decision the day before, we heard about Byron Leftwood's basically saying, no, I'm going to pull my name out of this. I don't like it. He doesn't like the situation down there. doesn't like an executive down there. doesn't like that situation. So he doesn't want it. And partly because he knows that, like off the Brian Ford's example, that if he goes somewhere, he doesn't like the situation. They're not fully bought into him. There's, in, there's not continuity there. There's chaos there. He doesn't trust in who's there working with him. They're not in lockstep. And they don't win right away, and it's still going to be a team that's going to take a while to win right away. They need a lot of help there with Jacksonville. It's not going to be a championship team next year. No way. How much rope will he get? He'll get that job. It'll be a head coaching opportunity for him. He'll lose. He won't even have the record Brian Flores had with Miami. And then will he get a second one based on body of work, based on history, based on what we know less likely potentially than a white head coach, or at least how he feels. And many head coaches, it takes that second job to really have success. Bill Belichick, the mentor, the former boss, the Brian Flores is that perfect example with the Browns. They weren't great. Then he built them up, got them into for the playoffs. They leave town. It took him the second job with the Patriots before he became the greatest coach of all time and, and did what he did and won six rings. So, Usually it's the second job. Many times it is that second job. And do you get a second job if you're a minority. And that's what Brian Leftwich was concerned about, for sure. More chat action I do see now. Hope Steelers draft O-line and D-line and then draft a QB next year. How Rudolph, throw Rudolph out to the Wolves in 2022. I don't want to make this a freaking Mason Rudolph show, as we somehow always get here. To this conversation that everyone claims they don't want to have, but just brings up a nauseum. Whenever I do a show anywhere on Twitter or wherever else, yeah, no one say Mason Rudolph's going to be a franchise guy or in love with the man. He very well likely might be a bridge quarterback, depending on how the draft goes, depending on who they can bring in. Again, I've been now vocal recently, kind of pivoting. I didn't want him two years ago, but now I'd be okay with Jameis Winston. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to get Russell Wilson. Despite we got an odds post up on Steelers now, it's not going to happen. I'll bet anybody, including my colleagues, that that's not going to happen. The Steelers are not bringing in Aaron Rodgers. They're not bringing in Russell Wilson. They're not bringing in Kyler Murray, despite his issues now with the Cardinals. That splash move is not happening. But a veteran QB that might be cheaper that still wants an opportunity that's not going in the Hall of Fame right away, like a Jameis Winston, that could happen. Like a Teddy Bridgewater, that could happen. Like a Tyrod Taylor, that could happen. But Jameis Winston, a couple years ago, all the interceptions in the world, it took away from the yards for me and TDs and he was too turnover prone for me to want him as a backup, certainly when Ben was still there, but let alone more. But a high ceiling, a former first-rounder, Heisman pick, last year calmed down the interceptions, and then some. If he can play that careful football with his high ceiling, he would make sense and be a great option to me for the Steelers. That's a more realistic move that can happen for Pittsburgh. I don't see the opportunity to draft Kenny Pickett. I brought it up earlier. They're just too far away. They're pick 20. I know he went to Pitt. I think he actually is going to be a solid pro. I think he has that mold. And maybe they should trade up for him, but I don't think it's going to happen with all their needs. And it's not like with the Devin Bush trade-up. You need to give up a lot more for a QB. Kenny Pickett could go inside the top 10. He could go probably as late as 10, certainly before 20. 15 is probably the absolute latest he would go, based on where these teams are and what needs they may have. Certainly can go to Washington, for example. Carolina has been brought up. If you believe he's the best quarterback in this draft, unless something happens until the draft, why would you think he'll last to 20? It's not like no quarterback's going to be taken until 20. And I don't think they're going to trade up and give up the entire draft and make the whole draft about him. So, and also, he's a rookie. He's not going to plug and play right away and all of a sudden do it for you. Joe Burrow's an anomaly. Peyton Manning, many Hall of Famers took a while to get going. Marino's an anomaly. Do you think he's Marino right away? Is he a guarantee Hall of Famer? There are some draft analysts that say he's going to be a solid pro, but is he more? There's no guarantee to that. So, again, I don't think they're going to trade up for him. Maybe Sam Howe is more of a realistic example of someone who could be there when they are picking. But even if they take a rookie, if they draft a quarterback, probably should, but you don't want to force it if you don't have your guy there. If you don't love someone that's there, you maybe you do wait. Maybe you bridge it for a year with Mason Rudolph. You bring in Jameis or whoever else to start, or even if you honestly bridge it with Mason and win eight games, they probably win seven or eight with him. I mean, he's got better. He doesn't, he doesn't excite you, but he does take care of the football now you're not going to win a championship next year anyway, in all reality. So that absolutely is a need. And yeah, O-line is absolutely another one that if they don't fix the offensive line, which was so bad last year, Ben, an aging quarterback, Matt Canada an offensive system that needs offensive line help and needs that protection. Canada didn't get it. So that's his excuse and why he's back. Ben didn't get it. And that's his excuse for last year and not being great his last two years. No, he wasn't good enough, but when you have an aging quarterback who can't move, you need offensive line help. He wasn't getting it. It made it harder on him. And, yeah, you'll have a mobile guy, maybe, a more mobile guy if it's not Mason. Jameis will be more mobile. Pickle will be more mobile. You Sam Howe be more mobile. Haskins is just completely in the doghouse with Tomlin. I mean, maybe he'll get a chance. He would be more mobile. I don't know why fans love him. I haven't seen greatness from him. I did see him ruin his situation with Washington where he didn't even study plays. I blame him for that more than the franchise for sure. That's why they threw away a first round pick and Tomlin didn't love him last year, basically benched him all through the preseason until the last one. And he was awful and did have a great moment. Did have one solid preseason game, but it wasn't enough. And his lasting image is, is being really, really bad in that last preseason game. So who knows, maybe they'll have more mobility. That's what they do want. That doesn't mean they they want Michael Vick. It just means they want a guy who can get out of the pocket, allow the receivers to break away, get separation, be open. Help the offensive line that you still would figure would be a little bit better. Another year of experience. We've seen them have their moments. They got to be better. They got to draft offensive line help as well and make it better. It's a young group who knows the future of Zach Banner and company. So that's big. It's maybe even more important than QB. If the offensive line is not helping, it's just as bad again. It doesn't matter who's under center. It's not going to work out. Mike Austin here, Steelers Chat, rounding things out. As we are talking, we've been mostly reacting to Brian Flores as Steelers bring in. Former Miami Dolphins head coach, back-to-back winning season with the Dolphins, unceremoniously fired, surprisingly fired, sues the NFL for systemic racism, throws out some examples. It's going to be hard to prove. People could deny it. They have their excuses. It's not concrete proof like Donald Sterling when he was ousted in the NBA. But immaterial to that, he's not going to be head coach right now, but he'll stay in the NFL, which is good for him. If he went away, that'd be bad. The Steelers kind of save the day, bring him in, add him to the staff with Tomlin and company. African-American head coach now they add another African-American to the staff and we will see how that works out but I can't imagine it not being a positive with Brian Flores history his experience his success his body of work added to Tomlin Tomlin's likely still calling plays but you got input now from a sound mind we also touched on some other Steelers mess that these these chats always linger to here anything else in the chat, I want to remind you again to head over to SteelersNow.com. We have the story in Brian Flores. We have all the reaction to the Brian Flores store. We have everything else that we cover here across the network, covering the Steelers, certainly throughout this offseason, headed into the draft. SteelersNow.com, at PGH Steelers Now on Twitter. Pittsburgh Sports Live here. Head over to the playlist. My show, Mike Drop. My show with Mike Pachovic and Mike Top. A lot of Steelers conversation there, as well as the rest of our team's covered throughout our Sports Now family of networks, the playlist, the shows are there. Subscribe, bottom of this video. If you don't already subscribe, it's free to do so. It'll help us get notification to you whenever we do shows, certainly impromptu shows like this. I do see some chat action still here, though, so I will go back to the chat. Brian Walter. Lovie Smith won't last two seasons in the Texas organization. Steelers could possibly go through a period of the Bradshaw until Roethlisberger 1980 era. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Honestly, look at the history of the league. It is very rare to go from one hall of fame or even franchise successful guy quarterback wise to another right away. Seamlessly doesn't happen. We're talking about Favre to Rogers. You're talking about Montana to young. We're talking about. I'm throw this out there, but it's true. I'm not saying anyone's going the Hall of Fame, but Joe Flacco's Super Bowl MVP, greatest postseason run ever for a quarterback. Honestly, whoever you think of him, whether he's a lead or not during those years, to Lamar Jackson MVP, that was seamless. Okay, maybe even Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. I don't think he's going to get to Canton because he did retire too soon. That was his decision. Got beat up with their O-line as well, but certainly a prolific quarterback when he played a highly talented quarterback coming out of college, had that body work, that if he kept on going, you'd figure someday it would be more. And Peyton Manning, obviously, one of the best ever. That was seamless. That went right to the other. Outside of that, that's basically it, guys. Yeah, it went from Bradshaw, and the have made a Super Bowl appearance with Neil O'Donnell, so they, they did have some team success in the middle there, but it was – from Bradshaw to Bobby Brister to, again, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart, Tommy Maddox, gets hurt. Then Ben off a draft had to have a guy fall to that other quarterbacks taken in that draft before. So there was some luck involved there. They had to kind of be bad prior to that. You got to have some things go on for you here in the 20th pick is certainly a worse situation than where they were even to go get Ben. So it could be a while it doesn't mean the team has to be god awful they do have other pieces on the roster there can be a guy like Jameis winston or whoever else they bring in or even if they draft someone that they could maybe still win with but in terms of getting a hall of famer yeah it's very rare doesn't happen almost next to impossible to do that seamlessly in the nfl and there's about four or five examples throughout the whole history of the freaking league so you're head on there and then the lovey smith move that was interesting to me at the time, and that does connect to the topic here with Brian Flores being added to the Steelers staff after being head coach with the Dolphins and then claiming systemic racism. Is that Lovie Smith has a resume? So he's also a retread. So it's not a new guy, but he obviously is an African American, despite the white beard, <laughs> an African American minority head coach, and one that has been a successful one, even though it's a while ago. So did lead the Bears to a Super Bowl appearance. Did lose that to another African-American minority head coach in Tony Dungy. So Tony Dungy versus Lovey Smith was that historic Super Bowl with two African-American head coaches, guaranteed to have one of them win it. And that was before Mike Tomlin won, by the way, as well. But Lovey Smith did lead the Bears to a Super Bowl, and it's not meaning he's going to the Hall of Fame or Canton for being a head coach. We'll see what he does in the future here. But that's not easy to do. Didn't have a quarterback then that was mostly led by defense. He is a defensive guy. But now, and he coached in it for a while, but now you get back to the NFL. He wanted to get back in the NFL. So it's a retread hire, even though it's minority, and people don't love retread hires. You want to give a new face and voice in there, like, say, Ryan Flores, which he had in Miami. Do you love a retread hire? Even though there was success there, it is a minority getting a job. You got to love that. You want to have more of that. You can't have one of that like it was Mike Tomlin for so long. But it's not a great situation. The Texans might have brought it in, brought him in there to say, okay, we win the PR battle. We'll do this. We know we're doing a bridge thing anyway. How long will he be there? Will he get more rope and more of a leash because he has success and did lead a team to an AFC, I'm sorry, to an NFC championship and to a Super Bowl appearance with the Bears, even though it was many moons ago. Does that give him more rope than Brian Flores, a head coach for the first time? It's likely going to be two years of two, three, four wins at the most, and then being fired the Deshaun Watson situation and what's going on there, it's sinking the franchise. They traded Wade Hopkins a couple of years ago. All the weapons that were there are gone. There's so much chaos there from management to the, to the field. J.J. Watt certainly gone. There's not much star power there. They're not going to win. There's nothing really to love about the job other than it's an NFL job. It's a rare one and you got it. And as an African-American, we mentioned Byron Leftwood turning down a great situation because he didn't want his first opportunity to be so bad and then get fired even though he loved Jags obviously from as a player but Lovey Smith just wanted back in the door he already has a resume does that give him more belief than a guy as a first-timer like Leftwich would have been like Brian Flores with Miami I don't know but it's almost next to impossible to believe there'll be success with Houston but if he would somehow get them seven eight wins that would be like Brian Flores what he did with the Dolphins where the roster wasn't great so you got to look at it at all relative you're not going to win a Super Bowl but if he can get them even flirting with postseason in Houston, that's then a credit to Lovey Smith. We'll see how long it does last though there, but it's not a great job. No, it's maybe the worst one that was available, but it did add to the list of minority head coaches in the league, which needed to be added to. Lovey Smith is a placeholder. I'm living in Houston. It's hard to get excited about this hire. Thomas, I don't disagree. I just talked about it. He is a placeholder. Yeah, probably. I mean, again, it's not a job that, that a Hall of Fame head coach or somebody who, who is great, you're not going to pluck somebody from somewhere else. You're not going to lure somebody like a Bill Cowher out of retirement to go coach you in Houston. You're not going to get Sean Payton, who still has contract years left with Dallas, but wants to take a break. You're not going to convince him somehow to want to come back and talk to the Cowboys, work out a trade and have him come to you. No, of course, of that's going to happen. You're probably not even going to get Mike McCarthy when he's fired by the Cowboys. And have him stay in Texas and get that job. Yeah, he's not great, and people can say what they want about him. But he's a championship coach. He did win a Super Bowl with the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think he—I don't even think he'd want it, even if you guys don't want him. And I can understand why you don't want him. He's clock management surrendered. I think he's overrated, but I don't think he'd even want it because he knows how bad the situation is. It's the worst job that was open. I think it's even worse than Jacksonville because they have Trevor Lawrence there, and at least the franchise wants to win, even if they can't. I'm not sure what they want to do in Houston. So it was a minority head coach position. That's positive. It does kind of suck for Lovie Smith to be there. I don't think success is going to happen there. It probably is a placeholder sort of to another guy, probably a white head coach in all reality. And it, it, it is a retread, but there's resume there for Lovie Smith. He did lead a team to a Super Bowl. And it's not by accident. You got to give him credit for doing so. And that was without a quarterback there. So an equal or worse QB situation than right now the Texans have with a mess of the Sean Watson who knows what he'll do but it's interesting because that does happen and then we get here Brian Flores can't get back as a head coach maybe who knows part of the lawsuit or not who knows but he honestly maybe he's better off not taking the Houston job it would have just been a horrible one he might be a blessing in disguise for him to be with the Steelers be under a great staff who knows what the record will be but maybe try again to be a head coach next year Tom on him so I'm sure we'll give him singing praises re- recommendation so will the Rooney family. Now we got some chat action here. I was about to dip out of this. Man, lovebby has already got the white beard. when he's done his head gone to be full of white hair. when he's done his head gone to be full of white hair. yeah, he looks crazy. Um, he does look crazy. He does definitely look crazy with the white beard. He looks like he's 85 years old, not whatever his age actually is which I'd imagine is in the 50s. Um, I'm going to ignore the spam action that we have here. Uh, Hi, dear. It's not my wife, so I do think that that is spam. Um, (laughs) Yeah, unwarranted or spam. That's what it is. We have pretty high restrictions here on this chat. I'm surprised some of that got in. Um, Eric B. needs to leave the Chiefs become an OC somewhere else to see if he has a product, see if he is a product of Reed and Mahomes. Well, that also connects to Bryant Forest. I will touch on that before leaving here. Airbnb is that guy that while Brian Flores was a head coach for a couple of years to a success and then got fired, he always gets brought up as that minority candidate, head coaching candidate for now several years that always gets interviews. And we're talking about whether or not they're sham interviews or not. That's what Brian Forrest is accused of the Rooney rule. I don't know if the enemy accuses them of being sham interviews, but he doesn't get hired when he has the interviews. You almost got to think, and it might not be fair to him. When you interview for a job or a job in a field so often and you never get anything for years, does that start making you look bad? Does that start frowning negatively on you just in the industry? So, for example, he's keep, he keeps on interviewing. He gets these interviews and it never gets hired. Does that make him look – but does that make – does that mean people think he's a product of Mahomes and Reed? Or is he dealing with sham interviews? Is he dealing with systemic racism? I don't know. But at this point, it doesn't look great, but he keeps on getting the interviews and not a job. At least Brian Forrest did eventually get hired despite accusing John Elway of the sham interview. He then got hired by the Dolphins despite only a couple of years in. So Byron Leftwood turned down a job, basically pulled his name out of a job, but he was certainly a candidate was very highly considered by the Jag before they bring in a Super Bowl championship head coach and Doug Peterson, who never really should have been available in the first place and fired by the Eagles. So, again, it's worse for the Emmy, Eric BME, who's, who can't even get a job, can't even get accepted even when he interviews for all these. I don't think it's fair to say it's all Reed and Mahomes, though. When you're a successful assistant, nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, you're on a staff of a great head coach and, generally speaking, a quarterback with success. Should Ryan Flores never got hired by the Dolphins? Was he a product of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? With the Patriots, if you're accusing Yemi of being a product of Mahomes and Reed, why would Flores then not be a product of Brady and Belichick? His four rings are Brady and Belichick. Would he have four assistant rings of Brady and Belichick, weren't there? If he was an assistant coach for the Texans or the Jags for that decade, 2008, 2018? No. He has the four rings because he was under Brady and Belichick in a Patriot system, the Patriot way, and was with the greatest franchise in sports at the time. So that helps him. I still think he's good. He still did the work. He still deserved the opportunity. And he proved it as a head coach of Miami. That was just on him. And he had a great record back to back years. But to say Eric Biamini is a product of reading the Mahomes, you'd have to be saying that then Flores is a product of Brady and Belichick, or this guy's a product of those two, or this guy's a product of those two. I mean, it's always kind of the case. You're a great assistant, Josh McDaniel, now head coach with the Raiders. We saw what he did with Denver. He's always been that sexy assistant Candid. He's getting another crack now. I think it's actually a great opportunity with Vegas. We we're a playoff team this past year despite everything they went through, and obviously money is there. It's plentiful in Vegas and a stable franchise that wants to win despite, again, everything they dealt with with Gruden and Brogs, etc. Was he a product of Brady and Belichick? Got to bring that up. If you're going to bring up one, you got to bring up the other. So I don't think that's fair, but it looks bad when you don't get hired after so many years. That's true. We'll see. The Chiefs are going to be good again. He'll be a candidate again, I'd imagine. I imagine he'll get some interviews. I got to imagine he'll eventually get hired. Maybe not, though. Maybe he's just not impressing anybody in these interviews. I don't know. Anything else? Not seeing much else. Um, Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of this being spam action here. So uh, that might be the end of this, I believe. gonna throw these in and report these as well guys um i don't know i don't even need to be telling you this on air but we got some spam action here in the chat so just getting rid of those trying to get out the fluff but i do appreciate everyone who chatted along with me here we had a decent amount of chat action and i you don't can't expect that you don't know what you're going to get in your live chats and this was completely impromptu without any promotion so maybe the brian Flores thing generated this who knows Happy to have the conversation, happy to have you guys here. We're certainly going to do more shows on this and trying to get some shows together with some Dolphin writers, et cetera, some known people to talk really and dive in to Brian Flores and what he was because we know the back-to-back winning seasons. We know being fired. We know the lawsuit. Maybe people who actually know that more intimately, who covered that team where he was, as I now cover the Steelers, where he is going to be. But Brian Flores, if you're just waking up weirdly in the middle of the day or living under a rock here, Brian Flores added to the Steelers staff. Not going to be a head coach in the NFL. Should be a head coach in the NFL. Added to Tomlin's staff. The great experience, great pedigree, great defensive mind. Will only help the staff. The Rooney family and Tomlin do it. They have the confidence to do it. They don't care about what's going on with the NFL lawsuit. They bring them in. Great news, great hire, great move by the Steelers who do need all the help they can get. Still tons of question marks, though, for how this works out and the win total for this franchise next year and then moving forward. And imagine it's not going to be a long-term thing or you wouldn't want it to be for Brian Flores with the Steelers. Eventually this should build him up to getting another head coaching opportunity. So again, he did do a great job under the situation and circumstances with the Dolphins. So good discussion. I appreciate their nice conversation. Great points. Good discussion. I, I, you know, I'm not going to deny, I do appreciate compliments when they're there, Brian Thomas. I appreciate that as well as everybody else who chatted along here. We're not always going to agree, but I absolutely appreciate when we can have an intelligent conversation and you can provide compliments when you feel I deserve them. And I will again say them to you guys who I felt like also I brought up great points and we generated a solid conversation here for a live chat that was impromptu. So that'll do it for this though. Again, head over to see now for all the coverage subscribe to Pittsburgh sports live, especially you guys who chat along. If you haven't done so already, you'll get notifications when shows like this happen, when everything we have throughout our sports now family of networks from Pittsburgh sports now, all throughout the network, post-game shows, including one will happen tonight. You'll get notifications. You can chat along. Others are live. Mike that morning show usually is live. You can chat along there. I got mic drop. We've got other shows. We've got video player interviews, etc. A lot coming. we got the draft. It's going to be a lot of video action, too. Pittsburgh Sports Live is where you need to be. Again, for all of us here throughout the Sports Now family of networks, of course, Pittsburgh Sports Live, thank you guys for the chat action. Great move and great hire by the Steelers. We'll see how this all plays out and what this means for the NFL lawsuit, too, as well as around the league. Off the news, Brian Flores has been added to the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, bringing him aboard. I'm Mike Osti.